Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now we are a proud member of the 143 podcast network hey how you doing my name is joey galvez and I'm here to invite you to head on over to the 143 Podcast Network to check out all our shows that range from collecting, music, all things geek, all under one roof, right here on the 143 Podcast Network, partnering with Age of Radio. Check us out. The Cheers to Comics podcast is proudly affiliated with NSCLiveTV.com. That's No Signal Comics. NSCLiveTV.com. Find the Cheers to Comics podcast on channel 34 of NSCLiveTV.com. No Signal Comics. The best in auction action. Well, hello again, Slurds. Welcome back to the Cheers to Comics podcast. I am your host, Brian Wayne, and this is Pull List Priorities. These are the priorities for the 11th of March, 2020. So, the premise of this here episode essentially is me going over the books that are coming out on that date. Um... I the, the really the big purpose is is not everybody is in tune, not everybody scours the previews mags. Um so uh FOMO's a real thing. There's big books that were definitely missed last week by a ton of people and if you were just listening to this fucking podcast you wouldn't be bitching. So uh, there's other books along those same lines this week as there are every other week. So that's why I keep doing this. Before I continue we got a couple of sponsors I like to talk about. You know what? I'm just going to do one read this week because I can make that decision. From the NSC Live TV family, we have Hooked on Comics. Now, uh, this is from the Inked Market. See NSCLiveTV.com for more t- details on all that. So, Hooked on Comics. These guys, uh, <laughs> they know how to do auctions. You know, we're all looking for comics. This is a comic book podcast. And sometimes, you know, back issues are a thing, and new books need to be a thing. I mean, you don't... uh, There's so many different aspects to collecting. It's not just what you get on Wednesday. You know, sometimes there's exclusive variants and stuff. Now, places like Hooked on Comics, they're people you can get that from. So, uh, John and Mary and the whole gang, they in their crazy, goofy fucking hats, they're every Tuesday and Saturday. Tuesdays at 6 Eastern, Saturdays at 7 Eastern, that's PM. And, uh, yeah, uh, Channel 1 on NSCLiveTV.com, I believe they have moved up to Channel 1 
Yeah, they're at that level now. Or maybe it's channel 12 still. I'm not sure. Either way, it's it's right at the top. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they've got a whole wall of slabs, and then they got their bin room, and then obviously auctions, and these auctions are you get some good shit. So uh, yeah, once again, Tuesdays 6 p.m. Eastern, Saturdays 7 p.m. Eastern, and that's uh, from NSCLiveTV.com. Hooked on comics, man. All and uh, you know, you find all the Facebook links as well. Uh, I, I post all of those on the uh, Cheers to Comics Facebook group. So join that, and you'll also get all that as well. So yeah, all the more reason to have the uh, Cheers to Comics Facebook group in your your little Facebook agenda. So let's let's talk next week's comics. There's some good comics coming out next week, and I'm going to start with Valiant, uh, as I tend to do when they are in the, the mix. Bloodshot, Bloodshot number seven. Bloodshot has never been more relevant right now with Valiant getting ready to launch their cinematic universe, and fingers crossed it goes well, because I want to see a Rai. I want to see a Rai movie, and I want to see an XO movie, and there's just, ah. Uh. So, Bloodshot. Everybody should be reading Bloodshot comics. Uh, Bloodshot number seven. It's still Tim Seeley, but instead of Brett Booth for this new arc, it is now Mark Laming. And uh, yeah, as usual, three, uh, three, three covers to choose from. So let's see what the description here it says. You've seen Vin Diesel's Bloodshot on the big screen. In the big screen is what it says. I don't think that's what it's supposed to say though. Now leap into the thrilling comics with the Long Shot Part One. Um, all right. Well, obviously, this is a book really promoting the movie, so there you have it. It's on my pull list. I check it out. Uh, the biggest thing from Valiant, though, it's always big news for me. It's Dan Abnett and Juan Jose Rips' Rye. Rye number five. One of, maybe one of my favorite comic books on shelves this year, 2020, so far. Definitely my favorite Valiant book, no doubt about that. This is just top-notch fucking storytelling, man. So if you're not reading Rye, I highly recommend it. That does it for Valiant. Let's scoot on up to Scout. Uh, we got a number one. Y'all know how I like my number ones. North Bend, number one, from Ryan Ellsworth and uh, Rob Carey on the art. What was that, Demigorgon face? Or a, uh, um, oh, I can go really weird. I'm going to stop there. Uh, in the not-too-distant future, the U.S. is at war, I believe it, against Russia, still believe in it, and its own people. <laughs> yeah. The country is on the verge of economic collapse and political revolution. Okay. Desperate to regain control, the CIA recruits Seattle DEA agent Brendan Krug to test an experimental mind-control drug and un un unwitting Americans. All right. Compelled by a sense of duty to his country, Brendan struggles to keep his life from falling apart as he tries to reconcile his personal beliefs with the security of the nation. All right. Um, I'm going to be picking that up. I like Scout, so there you go. Aftershock. Now, uh, see, I'm not caught up on this book, but... I, it, it's in the mail, it's coming, I was still able to have number one ordered, but number two is here, the man who effed up time, uh, number two, John Lehman, Carl Mostert, and as the title sounds, is how the story goes. Uh, Action Lab Danger Zone, we got another number one, uh, this is on my list, Dylan Gilbertson and Francesco Iacchino. 
Quinta on Sweetheart number one. Being hunted is an everyday risk in Elliott City, and the town itself is designed to make life comfortable for its citizens while being actively stalked by the eerie, insatiable creatures that live among them. But when Ben is chosen by one of the creatures near his home, his mother struggles to cope with the certainty of her son's death. Yeah, that's fucking dope. I've, yeah. Support Action Lab and their... Whew. Uh, indie comics. That's that's all. Those are the, the the lower level indie comics, and I don't mean that on account of my judgment. That's just how previews and Diamond judges them. Uh, <laughs> so let's move on up to the the higher, the n- more known publishers and in indie. Let's go with Boom. Boom Studios. We have uh, seemingly a bunch of books that I'm not gonna be reading. BB Free, number three of 12, Gabby Rivera and Royal Dunlap. Yeah, I'm not reading this book, but for those of you that are, there you go. See, I don't fucking discriminate on this, discriminate on this podcast. It's not all about me. Uh, Ghosted in LA, I know there's a few of my listeners reading this on account of Twitters and Instagrams and all of that shit. See, I follow you back. Uh, Ghosted in L.A., number 9, from Cena Grace and Siobhan Keenan. I'm nailing these fucking weird names today. Look at me go, two for two. Doomed now. Go Go Power Rangers, number 30, Ryan Parrott, Cena Grace, Francesco Mortorino, and, uh, as, as per the, uh, huge as of lately, Eleonora Carlini on the fucking cover. God damn. That emissary's looking dope. Look at me remembering names. And our three new Omega Rangers, and... Alright, so Lord Zed sets his eyes on something he is sure will defeat the Power Rangers, and unleashes his full force to obtain... I think that's supposed to say it, but that's not what it says. With Jason, Trini, and Zack encountering a new threat of their own as the Omega Rangers, they are butchering the fucking description on this. You guys are really making me play cleanup here. Tommy must lead Kimberly and Billy into battle at half power with disastrous consequences. Uh, well, I've, you know, if you guys listen to the podcast to know at all, you know that I read everything tied to the Power Rangers, including the crossovers and all of that. Uh, admittedly, lately, GoGo Power Rangers has been all over the fucking timeline. Um, I, I just... I'm a, it's not that I'm lost. I get it. I just don't understand why they're Tarantino and us around and going back and uh, and I don't a lot of the stuff that they're showing us. I don't really find to be super necessary. But this this description here, despite the uh, um, lack of proper word usage on three out of four sentences, uh, they uh, this actually seems like a good. A, a good plot, so we'll see what's up with GoGo Power Rangers. Um, and Ronan Island. Ronan, Ronan Island, number 11. I started reading this series in the beginning, but uh, because of a little shipping snafu with my books, I ended up, in the, in the week I was supposed to get number 3, I ended up getting number a second printing of number 2, and it just threw me the fuck off. And um, at that point in time, uh, I wasn't going back and doing any back reading because I was caught up on everything, and if something fell off, I just figured that was the universe saying, stop it. So, I stopped it. But, uh, yeah, for those of you that are still reading Ronan Island, Greg Pak, and Giannis Melia, oh, Giannis, haha, <laughs> look at me go. 
Uh, yeah, they're still doing that book. That's still the original creative team. All right, so I'm done talking about Boom. I'm going to talk just a little bit about Dynamite. Not a huge fan of this publisher, but there is one one thing I will talk about, and that's an Army of Darkness book. Uh, Death to the Army of Darkness. Bruce Campbell's lovely fucking face is on it. Ryan Peratt's writing it. Jacob Edker's drawing it. And it just takes place right after... Or, well, not right after. I think six months after. The whole Army of Darkness bullshit. So, there you go. Um, that's all I'm going to talk about from Dynamite. I'm going to scoot on up to... Uh, what am I doing? Bo uh, no. IDW. <laughs> Losing track here. Um, IDW, uh, just a little bit from IDW, uh, I know there's something in here, Transformers, that was the thing, Transformers number 18, uh, Brian Ruckley and Bethany McGuire Smith, so, um, I dropped this book, it just kind of wasn't for me anymore, but, you know, I'm, uh, still Transformers book, so if you are reading Transformers and, you know, you, uh, don't really mind a book without a whole lot of action, then there you go. Let's move up to Image now. Image Comics, uh, not a whole lot that I'm reading from Image personally, but still still stuff worth mentioning, no doubt. Just because I'm not reading, it doesn't, yeah, that plays no part of any. Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> well, here's one I'll be picking up. Uh, Decorum. This is an eight-parter from Jonathan Hickman and Mike Huddleston. So this is very intriguing. This is a uh, so it says series premiere. There are many assassins in the known universe. This is the story of the most well-mannered one. Manners are a sensitive awareness of the feelings of others. If you have that awareness, you have good manners, no matter what knife you use. All right. So just like a Jonathan Hickman book, nothing makes sense there. So uh, <laughs> it'll all make sense in the end, I'm sure. Uh, if you're dedicated to eight issues of Hickman, then I suggest you pick this up because it's a Hickman original. You know, it ain't no X-Men stuff. This is his own, well, even though that's pretty much all his own original shit now too. Uh, Manifest Destiny number forty-two. You know, it's a it's a book I'm not reading, but you know, if you are, there you go. There's your there's your reminder. Moonshine number seventeen. Same thing here. It's the end of a story arc from Brian Azzarello and Ed Eduardo Riso. Uh, another book I'm not reading, but, like I said, if you are, your warning. Uh, Reaver. Reaver's back. This is a... Uh, I wasn't sure if we were going to get another story arc, you know? The end just kind of... I mean, it concluded and left it very open after the first six issues, but... Five issues? Whatever it was. But Justin Jordan is back. Uh, we've got Nico Henriken on the, the art on this one, so that's new. Uh, still Becky Cloonan doing the covers. A little more diverse covers this time, though. I'm liking that. So, yeah, it's just a, um, yeah, yeah, introducing new series artist, Nico Henrik. Cool. Yeah, new story arc. Um, oh, and it's going to revolve around Essen Breaker, who was easily my favorite character of the story. So I'm excited for that. It's good to see that there is an image book that's, uh, that I will be picking up this week. And like I said, just because I'm not picking it up doesn't mean it's bad. It's just the timing for Image. It's usually all or nothing, usually, with this publisher for me on Wednesdays. Uh, Safe Sex, number seven. I'm not reading Safe Sex, like I, obviously. But uh, another story arc coming to an end, so make sure you get on that. Don't miss out on that. 
Sonata's continuing on. Sonata number nine. Still David Hine, Brian Haberlin. Um, I read the first few issues. It was a little too lovey-dovey Romeo and Juliet for me, despite the beautiful, you know, uh, f art of storytelling that David Hine does. And the art in here from Haberlin is next level. Every uh, I, I can't even begin to describe the... Uh, the art it's it's beautiful unfortunately the story itself just doesn't really connect with me as a reader so um what do we got here it's yeah another uh it's part three of the second arc that's what's going on here uh snot girl snot girl number 15 um another story arc coming to an end i feel like everyone at image is just on the same page right now as far as the publishing goes hopefully these uh end of story arcs doesn't create a whole heap of gaps for a lot of books because you know a lot of times when a story arc ends you might get a little bit of a break it's not always a guarantee but sometimes that happens um oh and we got a number one uh mike costa and nate Bellagarde are doing stealth number one of six so for this is a series premiere for decades, Stealth has waged war on crime in Detroit, but now he's taken his pursuit of justice too far. Only reporter Tony Barber knows that behind Stealth's reckless behavior is an older man battling Alzheimer's, his father. And it continues on for there, but I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, it says created by Robert Kirkman um, and Mark Silvestri. But, uh, alright, cool. It says if you enjoy Black Panther and Iron Man. Well, I enjoy Iron Man. I, I dig it. That sounds interesting. A superhero with fucking Alzheimer's? Are you kidding me? That's... I haven't heard that one yet. That does it for the indie comics. Um, I know, I just kind of plowed right on through there. This might be a shorter podcast. For those of you that may not have noticed, <laughs> uh, there was a significance level and voice change throughout this. The first part of this, I just fucking up and lost my voice, and now today, uh, here I am, uh with a whole different voice. It's like a fucking... If a voice can crawl into a cocoon and caterpillar out. I'm not saying this voice has evolved. It's, uh... I think that the, the illness that may be dwelling with inside of me may have evolved, though. So that I think that's what's going on. But it's not going to keep me from recording. So here I am, uh, plowing on through this. Let's talk big two. Let's start with Marvel. Marvel... Amazing Spider-Man number 41, uh, this is still, you know, I I'm reading it again, I'm back on it, it looks like Boomerang's a thing, that's cool, I remember him, remember, you know, his fucking roommate, so, um, you know, we're still talking podcast in this arc, hopefully not, I think we're, uh, hopefully we're done talking podcast, because that lasted two issues, and that was, that was enough. Admittedly, I'm not a massive fan of Nick Spencer's Amazing Spider-Man. I don't dislike it. It's just... Uh, I was... Man, we got so much good Spider-Man last year. And, you know, not. I don't mean to... You know, it sounds like this is what we're left with. But this is what we're left with after Superior Spider-Man ended from Christos Gage. And um, I've yet to see a fucking issue of Tom Taylor's, uh, Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, where the hell did that go, you're just gonna do 19 issues, that's a weird issue to just, you don't cancel the Tom Taylor book, what the fuck, so I don't know, I don't know, um, but I'm learning to like it again, and, uh, yeah, now, as long as it doesn't tie into anything, that's the thing, is I think Nick Spencer just does not do a good job of tying in to other events, so god forbid Spider-Man tie into Iron Man 2020 right now, and that's not gonna be a thing, so I'm not worried about it. 
So, yes, the, my, my mini rant is over. Uh, Ant-Man, number three of five, so there you go. Ant-Man's continuing on, just a little mini-arc. Uh, Avengers, number 32, this is super intriguing to me because of what happened in Avengers number 31. Um, I don't give spoiler, you know, this isn't my spoiler-based podcast, so I'm not going to say anything, but some shit went down in 31 that changes Iron Man potentially forever. So I don't know if uh, Jason Aaron's going to continue on with that arc or not. But either way, I'm fucking into it. I'm loving his Avengers. I like that he's written all 32 issues, and it's it's amazing. Uh, Avengers of the Wasteland uh, from Ed Brisson. You know, I read the first one, thought, cool, fine, I'm going to keep going with it, but I'm going to just read all five in the bulk and see if it's worth bringing up on the podcast, maybe in a trade negotiation or something along those lines. We'll see, but either way, I feel like it's knowledge I should know. And uh, hopefully it's knowledge that I could find time to pass on to you. Uh, We got a big number one here. Uh, Cable's back with an ongoing. I believe this is an ongoing. But this creative team, come on. Jerry Duggan, big fan. Phil Noto, uh, that's, (laughs) come on. He's not just doing covers, he's doing interiors again. This is good. This is good stuff. So a young Cable is a thing. You know, the timelines and the Hickmans and the whatnot. Um, based off the cover here, from what I'm looking at, we're getting some familiar faces, we're getting some, uh, faces not so familiar at all. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm intrigued. Cable was actually one of the characters that got me involved in comics to begin with. I saw Jim Lee's art, and I thought, that character's awesome. And then I saw Rob, Rob Liefeld draw, Liefeld draw him. I don't know, I'm not, I'm not worried about correcting that prick's name. Um, but, uh... Yeah, and I was like, well, fuck, anybody could do comics. And then, you know, 25 years later, here I am with my my thumb in the comic book industry in some distant manner. But, yeah, between... And it was all because of how Cable was, was drawn. It was just... It was amazing. So, <laughs> that's my little uh, rant on Cable. And will I be picking, picking this book up? Absolutely. Um, oh, and Scotty Young's doing a variant. Oh, what do we got going on? Uh, let's see. I haven't been picking up a lot of Scotty Young variants just because I don't pick up a lot of variants from Marvel because they don't really put out enough Virgin variants. But on account of my love for the Cable character, this is very reminiscent of how I saw Cable as a kid. And I probably will be picking up a couple different copies of Cable now. Alliteration. Um, let's see here. Ghost Rider number six. This is an ongoing. Ed Brisson. And, oh, Ron Frigetti's on the uh, uh, interiors now. So I might actually jump on. I don't know if this is just a guest artist or what's going on here because Cooter's doing the cover. Um, you know, so he's not doing the interiors on this one. So I don't know what's going on. But the thing is, is. You know, I really want to get into the character of Ghost Rider. I feel like I should know more about this character. Uh, everybody and their mom's been Ghost Rider at this point. Okay, maybe three people. But I, I don't totally... Uh, I don't know anybody but Johnny Blaze. And, you know, a little bit of Robbie because of how uh, Aaron's been writing him in as an Avenger. But when you bring in, you know, Danny Ketch, I don't know Danny Ketch at all, and he's a big part of the first arc. But the thing that kind of really set me back from... Ghost Rider beyond the uh, 
well, I guess uh, ignorance, if you will, was kind of the art. And normally I'm a huge fan of Aaron Cooter's art, but for whatever reason, this, uh, uh, I, I don't, I didn't feel like his art set a proper tone for a ghostwriter book is all. And so I just kind of, I had a hard time falling into it. I don't know. Maybe it's time for me to give it another try. We'll see. Don't really have a whole lot of room for a lot of other ongoings from Marvel, but Ghost Rider is an important character. Uh, Gwen Stacy, uh, she's got herself a little five-parter. This is essentially what if, well, I, I wouldn't say what if Gwen Stacy didn't die, but this is Gwen Stacy before she died in another, just a little arc. You know, this is the Gwen Stacy, the, you know, the original Gwen Stacy, not her coming back from uh, Earth 42 or whatever it is. I don't know, wherever she's from. But, yeah, so that's that's what's going on there. Hawkeye Freefall. Huge fan of this one. I really hope that this goes on past the original allotted six issues. I hope it's doing well as far as print goes. Um, I haven't seen anything reprinted, unfortunately, but uh, I'm, I'm a big fan. Um, Matthew Rosenberg and Otto Schmidt. It's a dream team. And this is really just kind of a... Um, it's like a buddy cop book without there being a buddy, if you will. It's just a slew of cameos that is just popping up. So there you go. I'm fucking into that. Um, I, I highly suggest Hawkeye Freefall. Uh, let's let's get this ongoing, even a second arc for that matter. Uh, Immortal Hulk, number 32. Um, still Al Ewing, still Joan Bennett, uh, Joe Bennett, sorry. And Alex Ross, still doing the covers. I'm... A, I'm I'm loving these these arcs, you know the this this arc here. It's kind of you know a little roller coastery for me, but admittedly this entire run uh, has been a, a bit of a roller coaster for me. Never bad. There's just points where I don't completely understand what the fuck is going on in some issues, just because there's so many different Hulk narratives playing out. You know we've got Joe Cool and um, all of that stuff is a thing now, and um, uh, or Joe Fix It, sorry. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, Grey Hulk, and I can't tell who's who sometimes. Don't get me wrong, Joe Bennett is an amazing artist, and he's great at depicting horror, but as far as me deciphering which, who's talking, as far as the humans go, between Bruce Banner and Joe uh, Fix-It, I really don't know most of the time, and that's that's what throws me off and confuses me. So that's kind of where I'm at on that. But the numbers, as far as this book goes, speaks for themselves. It's it's a widely popular book. It's unlike really most things in comics, especially Marvel comics. It reads more like an indie, to be honest. So there we go. There's my take on Immortal Hulk. Uh, Jessica Jones, Blind Spot, number five of six. So Kelly Thompson. I've got some news about Kelly Thompson, y'all. Uh, stay tuned for her. She's a creator corner that will be featured at some point in March. Email has been confirmed as of a couple of hours ago. Super fucking pumped on that. So, um, Jessica Jones, she's doing that along with Matteo de Luis. Louis? I don't understand that name. But that's, that's what's going on there. Uh, so, Jessica's hunt for deranged serial killer comes to an explosive and bizarre end. Um, I doubt it, because there's still one more issue supposed to come out, so... <laughs> uh, but yeah, there you go, for those of you reading that. Uh, this is actually a Kelly Thompson book that I didn't pick up. And I think this is the first one in quite some time, and that's only because I was never really a huge Jessica Jones fan. So, there you have it. 
Uh, it's not that I'm not a fan of the character, it's just never a character that I found that I needed to be reading any uh, solo stories for. You know, put out a Defenders book and I'll pick it up. You know, cameo or cameo or away. I, 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 but, you know, it's, you know, I guess a miniseries suits too. There's nothing wrong with a miniseries. So there we go, there's my rant on that. Uh, Nebula, number 205. This is her first, uh, her first solo series, so that's cool. Just a little five-parter, Vita Ayala and Claire Rowe on that one. So, Nebula doing all that. New Mutants, number 9 of 10. Alright, so, uh, Ed Brisson and Flaviano's all up on this one. Um, uh, yeah, still not really reading New Mutants. Uh, I'm gonna take it to 10 and see what, you know, I, I haven't read it since number 1, but... Um, I'm kind of hoping, I, I, for some reason I was under the impression that the, uh, um, uh, creative team was switching at issue, after issue 8, but I guess I was wrong. I might have mixed that up with Excalibur. I'll have to go through and look. But, um, yeah, you know, this is just not really a team that I'm hyper-interested in is all. So I'm gonna collect it till 10 issues. I've still been buying it, and we'll see. Maybe I'll start reading it again. Who knows? Uh, Punisher Soviet, number five of six. This is Garth Ennis and Jason Burroughs still doing their thing. Frankie Castle, no like it or Russians, huh? I don't know why I said that in an Italian voice. Maybe because Frank Castle's Italian. Maybe. I don't know. Spider-Ham. Spider-Ham, number four of five. Zeb Wells and Will Robson. Um, I'm still going to ride the coattails of fame to say that I rode in an Uber with Zeb Wells' sister-in-law the other day, so, <laughs> what do you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's, he's not just the only male writer on the She-Hulk series in Disney+, Plus. he also still writes the fuck out of some comics, and some Spider-Ham, uh, let's talk a little bit of Star Wars, so Star Wars Bounty Hunters, I have slowly been falling into the world of Star Wars comics, I've started buying the reboot of the Star Wars ongoing series. Um, just kind of having them to have just in case, because I know this is really the only Skywalker Star Wars canon we're going we're gonna to get from here on out is through literature. Um, the novels and the comics, that's, that's all we're going to get. So this is all following through that. And, um, uh, you know, and as I, you know, it really started with Vader for me. I started reading Vader because Vader's the shit. And then, yeah, from there, I was like, okay, maybe a little Jabba, and now here we are. So, And then The Mandalorian came out, and I don't know I don't talk TV or movies on this podcast, but The Mandalorian just made me fall in love with the, well, the, the entire bounty hunter everything genre within the Star Wars universe. So, this brings me to Star Wars Bounty Hunters number one, Ethan Sachs, Paolo Villanelli, Alright, so never betray a bounty hunter, especially if it's Boba Fett. And that's right, this isn't just a bounty hunter story, it's Boba motherfucking Fett. So, I will be picking that up, and I'm sure many others will as well. Uh, speaking of Darth Vader, Darth Vader number two. So, um, if you did not read issue number one of Darth Vader, you know there was a massive spoiler uh, that I'm not going to talk about, but the cover of number two... Really kind of gives that away. So, um, yeah, big, big thing that we all thought was a thing. It wasn't a thing after all, and there you have it. And it's all canon. Star Wars comics are very, very canon, so um, I always read Vader. That's that's a given for me. 
so much Star Wars this week. Uh, Kyle, uh, Rise of Kylo Ren. Um, this continues on with the Ben Kenobi, or Kylo Ren, Ben Solo, sorry. Um, not Ben Kenobi, <laughs> Ben Solo origin story. The stuff that is just kind of in between the shit of the, what are they called? The, the Rise of the Skywalker, and no, I don't know. I forget the names of the movies, I'm not, I don't know. <laughs> Continuing on, more Marvel superheroes. Uh, spy, symbiote Spider-Man, Alien Reality, uh, Peter David, so that's a big deal, but, um, I'm not doing this series, unfortunately. I hear good things, though. Grand Lane, Greg Land is illustrating it, so that says a lot. Great cover by Philip Tan, but, uh, I think this is just, yeah, five-parter. Number four, there it is. Thor, I'm reading. Uh, Donnie Cates and Nick Klein. I'm loving this team. I'm loving the story. It's not at all where I thought it was going to go. I love how unique it is, and I love the fact that Thor is, um, you know, after a huge, huge boots to fill with Jason Aaron's fucking five-year run on Thor, and then just Donnie Cates comes out with something pretty original and um, goddamn enjoyable. So Thor is just... If, you're, if you've been a Thor fan... At any point in time, I don't think there's really been a time in comics where you've been super disappointed. And there aren't very many characters that you could say that for. So, I mean, and this is, I mean, objective. So, there you go. Uh, <laughs> um, what's going on here? Uh, oh, Venom. Venom's continuing on. Uh, Venom Island Part 4. See, I thought this was only going to be a three-part thing. So Venom, Venom Island's just crazy, crazy, crazy shit. Donny Cates and Mark Badley continue on with the torment of old Eddie Brock. And last from Marvel, the X-Men. The X-Men. Number eight, Jonathan Hickman, Mohamed Asrar. So, Asrar's coming on as a new artist. Lionel Francis Yu and Sonny Go are out, but that's nothing, you know, I'm sure they're just moving on to something else. They're proving themselves uh, to be very, very fucking capable as they continue on to do the cover. Um, but, uh, no, that last issue of X-Men, once again, no spoilers on this, you know, the Polis Priorities podcast, but that Crucible, that shit was gnarly, and I'm curious to see where they go from there. I don't know, it's just Hickman being Hickman, this is his on uh, ongoing, so you don't know what the fuck you're gonna get from here. That does it for Marvel, let's wrap it up with DC. DC Comics, uh, if I remember correctly, not a whole lot for myself to read, but, uh, Definitely a few titles worth mentioning. Uh, Batman and the Outsiders, number 11. So this story continues on Brian Hill and Dexter Soy. So there you go. Black Lightning is an outsider. No more. He out. And if I remember right, I think he's actually out of the, the little CD, C, CD, CW series as well. What is it? Legends of Tomorrow, I think. I don't know. Um, I think that's what the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour told me. I don't remember. But something like that, I don't know, fucking Black Adam getting, not Black Adam, Black Lightning getting no love. Did I say Black Adam? I meant Black Lightning. Uh, Batman's Grave, number 6 of 12. This is Warren Ellis and Kevin Nolan just taking shit all fucking crazy trippy. Um, not, you know, I wasn't, I was pumped on it at first, but after the first issue I realized that I don't know if I have a whole year to dedicate to this 
this run, so I'm going to actually wait. I'm going to trade weight this one. I know it's worth reading, but I just want to read it in bulk. And um, I think, I think I'm, yeah, I'm just going to wait for it to, yeah, I don't need to single issue this one. Catwoman continues on, number 21, Joel Jones and Fernando Blanco. It's Catwoman. Uh, if, you know, there you go. Oh, and uh, Placencia is doing the color. Uh, it's going to be a good book, I would imagine, if you're reading it. But I'm not reading Catwoman. I, I usually collect the covers, though, and there is another cover. Um, sometimes, you know, uh, the, the, the digital doesn't, or the, the, you know, looking at it on a screen doesn't do it justice. I'm very intrigued by what I'm seeing here, so I'm going to pick up, I'm going to hold the cover at the shop on Wednesday and see how I feel about it. I might be talking about it on the episode after all. Usually I just get the art germ variants for Catwoman, but he doesn't do those anymore, so, hmm. Uh, Dollhouse Family, number five of six. This is another Black Label Hill House comic. Um, I read the first few issues. For whatever reason, I think I, I, I don't know why I didn't have it added to go on, or, you know, for the entire run. Um, I just forgot to keep it going, and I missed issue four, and that fucked me all up, so. Um, yeah. Uh, it was, it was a crazy story, though. I still, I, I would imagine it's still worth reading, just because I fell off of it. That's, that's not a... Yeah, don't let don't let that deter you from this book. Flash 751, Joshua Williamson, Rafa Sandoval. So I like how um, Wonder Woman and Flash once they hit that 750 milestone, they're continuing on with legacy numbering. I'm cool with that. You know, just like Detective and um, uh, who else? Uh, action. You know, they're in the thousands. So I would imagine Batman would be next once they hit. Uh, some sort of huge milestone number. Um, I, I would imagine they're pumping close to 900 at this point, maybe even a thousand. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the legacy would be on Batman, but uh, yeah, no, it's. it's uh, I, I I like that. I'm I'm cool with that. You know, it's. Uh, Marvel doesn't do that enough, but I also like Marvel's legacy numbering as well. How they'll reboot. I've had this conversation before. I'm not going to do that fucking rant again. I think that lasted six minutes last time. Uh, Green Lantern, season two, number two. Um, so Grant Morrison and Liam Sharp conti Liam, c continue on with this story. Just I, I don't know why they did a season two when it's all the same creative team. But I'm not going to question it. It's whatever. I haven't been reading it, so I can't really question it, but I have been buying it. This is a book that's on my pull list because I feel like one day I'm going to I'm gonna get up the nerve to actually go through and figure out what the fuck Green Lantern's all about. It's a character I've always been interested in but very, very uh, intimidated by. And with Grant Morrison writing it, yeah, I'm even more intimidated because that dude's got fucking words. But goddamn is it pretty to look at, if anything. That's what. <laughs> that's kind of why I kept going with it for a while, not to take away from any of the writing at all, but... Yeah, eventually I'll get to it, I'm sure. Uh, Hawkman 22, or, yeah, 22, that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, Robert Venditti and Fernando Passerin. I'm not reading this one, but Hawkman continues on with its 22nd issue, so there you go there. I am reading Superman, Superman number 21, Brian Michael Bendis and Joe Prado and Ivan Reese. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, this is the only... Thing out of the Superman universe that I'm reading at this point in time. I don't do action comics. I don't do Lois Lane. I don't do Jimmy Olsen. I don't do any of that, but there you go. Uh, I am reading Superman. That's really just kind of 
because I feel like if you're going to have a podcast about comic books, sometimes you got to do shit you don't necessarily want to do, and Superman's a super important character, uh, no pun intended there at all, uh, but, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm doing that for, for y'all, you know, and honestly, you know, the Superman title is the best of what I've, have been reading from that character, and it's not bad, actually, it's not bad, despite the fact that I really don't like the character, I think Bendis is doing a pretty good job of making me at least get somewhat interested. Actually, I think I kind of like Superboy. That's what I'm getting out of this. And a lot of this run has involved a, a whole heap of Superboy. Um, as far as the identity reveal shit, I'm kind of slowly slipping away. So I hope they kind of stop making that such a focal point soon. But we'll see. We'll see what's happening. Terrifics, number 26. I'm happy to see that this story is continuing on. Even though, once again, not really reading it, but... It's cool to see that's going. Wonder Woman, number 753, from Steve Orlando and Max Rayner. Not really a character that's ever interested me, ever. But with Steve Orlando writing it, I'm sure it's a little wacky and goofy in some sense now. So, there you have that. Uh, I am going to bring up a second print here that I don't... Uh, I don't normally bring up second prints, but on account of how all y'all fucked up. I would imagine 99% of y'all fucked up last week and didn't get your the villain Hella Risen number three. Well, because it sold out immediately, and you know a few of you, a few of you did listen, and um, you know and the numbers speak for themselves. It was pre-ordered, but to the point where <laughs> not early enough, not before the final order cutoff. So it sold out everywhere and then immediately spiked to second printing, so we're already getting that second printing. So here's your second shot at the first appearance of Punchline. So if you're buying into this character and you're all about it and you missed out on the first one and you just gotta have it, then there you go. Here's your second printing of Hell Arisen number three of four. And I also suggest that you perhaps read the fucking story too. Um, have I read it yet? No. But... I've also said from the very beginning that I'm waiting for all four issues to come out, and that was way before Punchline was announced, so, uh, fuck yeah. And the last book that I will be talking about this week is Young Justice number 14, so this is, um, well, I thought would be Teen Titans, I don't know, I'm fucking lost, but there you go, Young Justice, it's more young, um, it's not the Teen Titans? But it, I don't I don't know I don't read any of this so what the fuck am I gonna say? It's got si so sideways is a part of Young Justice Aqualad with his way too pale to be having that haircut uh, having ass uh, I don't know spoiler and that's the name of a character that's not me giving any warning and Arrowette because why not um, see the only thing that actually gives me any hope on this book and I oh fuck here I go fucking. I hate talking down on comics, and I know I'm not trying to deter anybody here, but, um, and this is going to be my turning around of my deterrent, my reverse deterrent, and David F. Walker, and that, if you're not familiar with David F. Walker, that motherfucker writes gold, he's just, he's behind, he's a big part of Bitterroot, um, he's got, he's a big Kickstarter I just backed, and I backed it big time. Um, as a matter of fact, I backed it top tier because, and I've never done that on any Kickstarter ever, and when you back a top tier on a dude like David F. Walker, you <laughs> it wasn't cheap, let's put it that way, and that just goes to, you know, it's just, 
that's the type of faith that I have in this dude. So, um, not to take away from buying Michael Bendis, uh, which in a, in a way I kind of am, because I've been known to go off on him since he's went over to DC. But uh, I don't know. I'm just confused with all the little young teams that DC puts out. I don't know. What, I don't know the difference between Titans or Teen Titans or Young Justice at this point. So that's my gripe, really. I'm just mad at my own ignorance. That's what's going on. So um, on that note. I'm going to end this podcast, but not before I remind you of how important supporting the things you love is, or is. Um, Support this podcast by jumping on Patreon. Become a patron, a true member of the Slurred Army. Get your ranking. There's tons of tiers to choose from, starting at just a fucking dollar. One dollar. One dollar gets you exclusive content and early access to some pretty amazing stuff. If you guys only knew... You know what? I'm going to actually announce on Patreon, and only the patrons will know, my upcoming schedule for the massive amount of uh, just talent that March and April uh, is lined up for. So, there you go. How's that for fucking incentive? One dollar. And then automatically, I'm going to send you stickers. Plural. I'm not cheap. Just, you're, you're going to get an envelope full of fucking Cheers to Comics stickers. And then there's tons of other cheer, er, uh, tiers to choose from from there. Tiers on the Cheers to Comics Patreon. There you go. <laughs> um, but if you're, uh, if you don't have a dollar or whatever, um, at this point, yes, I'm, I'm judging you just a little bit. Uh, I know how many listeners I have. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but you could still help out by leaving reviews. Five-star Apple reviews are fucking huge. I know not everybody listens to Apple, and I get that. I'm one of those people, but the iTunes overlord algorithms really just kind of says, look, if Apple likes you, then you're going to be popular. Um, uh, being ranked high in Apple Podcasts is like the equivalent of... Um, a scientist with a crazy idea going on the Joe Rogan podcast, and now all of a sudden everybody thinks that um, you know Bernie Sanders is a lizard person. I don't know. I've never heard that one before, but uh, you get the idea. Just because I don't know. I, I was I was fucking way off the rails on that one. It's important to leave reviews. That's the bottom line. Um, apparently, the sickness has affected my brain. Um, thank god this podcast is ending uh as always support the sponsors of this podcast you know uh, if if you're not going to support me support the sponsors and you do that just you know fucking the 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 facebook group the um the cheers to comics facebook group i always show out their auctions and this week was hooked on comics so get on their comics. They're super cheap, reasonable, awesome-ass comics, and their silly hats. And yeah, do all that. All part of the NSCLiveTV.com family. And that's it. It's been a podcast. Um, yeah, that does it. We'll see you next time, you slurds. Read responsibly. Cheers, fuckers. Fucking throw. Hey everybody, this is RJ, Ash, Ray, Brandon, Harrison, and Bronson. We host a Dungeons and Dragons podcast called Realms and Nerds. Some highlights of our show include wreaking havoc in every town we visit, blowing up hot tubs, killing off fan favorite characters, 
high necromancers, inappropriate wedding etiquette, and every now and then, actually good storytelling. Join us in the realms of Pridea for fun fantasy adventures. You can find us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or just about wherever you get podcasts.